0: Y'all, let me let me tell y'all about my dad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I'm not... I ain't even going to talk about, like, when I thought my car was stolen because I drove my husband's F-150. We ain't going <laughs> to talk about that, okay? Okay, y'all listen. Okay, so I had to take off work this morning because I had to go down to uh, the juvenile court system, okay? Mm-hmm. Because I have, like, literally been dealing with something since... Uh, I don't know, May. Anyway, um, let me say this real quick because I'm about to blast this lady. And I know that's really not my style, but dadgummit, I don't think we have like a whole lot of people that listen to our podcast um, (laughs) that live in Mobile. So I think (laughs) I'm going to be fine with this. Okay. Listen to this. Okay. So you know, when you go to the courthouse, um, you have to go through the metal detectors. Okay. And 99% of the time, you've got a police officer working said metal detectors. All right. Well, literally for two years now, I have had to come in contact with this police officer. And finally today, finally today, I got her name okay i got i got her name on her stupid badge i got that damn name a day and it's about to be known let me tell you how horrible this this heifer is all you you don't even have to to interact much with this lady all she does is tell you to put your keys in the basket and walk through the metal detector okay that's what she says to you does she say it with an attitude oh yeah eight terrible one so when we when we walk through the metal detector nobody knows where to go right we don't know if we go left or go right or go straight because it's a left or right hallway or you walk straight into going to those courtrooms like straight ahead so everybody everybody because they don't have a freaking front desk there looks at this police officer and says do it where do we go and let me tell you what this lady says i don't know there's a piece of paper over there you can't read I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. This woman speaks to people like this. I am so sick of dealing with this bitch that I am just patiently waiting for me to see this heifer in Target with her little yoga pants on and two big tennis shoes. And a stupid oversized t shirt. Okay. I'm not down on anybody from wearing that. This is just how this is just how I picture or encounter. Okay. Um, so I cannot wait to see her out in public so I can I, I can tell her how I feel. Because let me tell you something. She will test you. She will test you to get you to say something back to her so that she can pull her handcuffs out and arrest you. And what she can Listen, I'm not kidding. I've seen her do this before. I'm not making this up. I've seen her do this. I have seen her arrest somebody for only saying, I I was two people behind this person, okay? And this person person said, do I need to take my belt off walking through the metal detector? The cop replies back and said, did I tell you to take it off? And the lady said, no, ma'am, you didn't. But I just thought I'd ask so that I wouldn't waste any time. I can go ahead and take it off. I think I can tell you what to do myself. I don't need you directing anything. Well, that's all it took. The lady said, excuse me, ma'am. I don't know what your effing problem is, but you don't need to talk to me like that. You and me can go out here in this parking lot. That's what that lady said to her. She whipped out the handcuffs. She arrested her for contempt of court. Oh, contempt my God. Contempt of court. Because she made that lady snap on her. Like, for real. For real. She made that, that lady true. snap on her. So, today... Today, I get there. And when I tell you I'm, I'm, I'm ready for this heifer, I'm, I'm just like, today is it. I'm on the edge. I'm sick of this lady's stuff. Like, that's it. I get up there, and I already knew that I couldn't have my cell phone. Okay, I already knew that. So I, I did not have my cell phone. I, I come prepared. Because I was trying to make it where this heifer couldn't say nothing to me. Okay? <clears throat> I get up to the thing, she says, oh, no, ma'am. Oh, no, ma'am. You turn right back around and you go take your, your watch off and you take it back to your vehicle. I, y'all, I turn around and say, who are you talking to? I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you. Don't you have an Apple watch on? I said, yeah, but it's an, it's my watch, ma'am. What am I going to do with this? I can't call somebody with this. At least I, know, I don't think I can. I said, but what am I going to do with this, ma'am? It don't matter to me what you're going to do. That's the damn rules and that's the damn rules. So you take it back to your vehicle. You don't come in this building. Y'all, when I tell you, it took every bit of Southern class in my bones for me not to lay hands on this woman. But I tell you what I got today. I got her name. I mean, I took my watch back to the car. I took my watch back to the car like a good person. And I went through that metal detector and I snatched my freaking keys up out that basket. I snatched it off the basket and I just kept on walking, but I got that heifer's name. I think it's funny heifers, but listen, I got that heifer's name and it's Officer A McDonald. So if you ever get a chance to hear this podcast, you are a freaking asshole. Okay, you are an asshole, and I mean a, a bad asshole like a bad one, where where you just got a lot of bad things going on down there. That's what you are. you just a bad asshole. You treat people so terrible. And it, it could be so easy for me to go on there and blast your behind on TikTok to 4 million people to see it. But I ain't going to do that to you. I'm not going to do that to you because I'm a good person. But I am going to talk about you on this podcast because I cannot stand you. I cannot stand you. You are a terrible person, and the way that you speak to people of color, yeah, I've I've paid attention to this. You think she talked to me bad? No, ma'am. She talks to people of color 10 times worse. 10 times that. worse. And I, I, I understand.
1: that.
0: Oh, yes, ma'am. And here's the thing. You know, there are bad people in every, like, position in America. So, you know, n- not all of of this position are bad people and not all of that position are bad people but she is a bad apple in that bunch and if you don't freaking like your job go work go be go be security at the freaking library ain't nobody gonna talk to you there okay ain't nobody gonna talk to you it's a silent library so go freaking work there where you don't have to come in contact with people and people don't have to come in contact with you because you are absolutely terrible
1: lord i had to get
0: that out no, I'm not kidding. I've observed it. I have absolutely observed it that she, yes, she talks to everybody terrible, but she talks to people of color 10 times worse. And it's taken every freaking thing in me to not knock the hell out of her because I'm, I'm I'm over it at this point. And I cannot believe that somebody else has not complained. I mean, I don't know if they have. I don't know. She's I know for a fact she's been there two years. I know for a fact she's been there two years because I have had to go to this building for two years straight now and I've had to deal with this lady and not one time have I been able to get her badge and I got her badge today
1: and I'm sick of her. (laughs) (gasps) You had to get that out. Yeah. All day. (laughs) This, this
0: lady has made me cry. She's made me cry. For um, another lady, again, a woman of color, she was an older lady, I don't know, maybe in her 60s, on one of those walkers, mm-hmm. and that lady talked to this woman like trash. Talked that to this woman awful. like trash. Yeah, it is, and I hope she loses her freaking job. I really hope she does. But anyway, so if my life couldn't get any more catastrophic, let me tell you what happened when I left court, Okay. So I'm on the phone with my son and my nerves is already shot because I don't want to beat her face in. I'm I'm sorry for saying this, but this lady gets to me that bad. I'm driving down Moffat road. That's a, you know, main road here in mobile. And I'm on the phone with my son and he's stressing me out because he's, he's just, I I already have bad anxiety while driving, which I am going to talk about that in just a minute, but I'm on the phone with him and I see this car at the right side of my eyeball. And I see it pulling out of the gas station. And I caught it because I love the rims on this car. I love, a girl, I love a car with some rims, okay? So I I was looking at the car, and I was basically for three seconds admiring it. And as soon as I looked away, again, I seen another car pull. It looked like it was about to pull out in front of her. And damn if it didn't. And that car, the one that I was admiring, Hit the other car so bad it flew her car into my lane to where I had to slam on brakes to prevent myself from hitting her. Oh and her goodness. car, oh yes, honey, it was her car did circles all the way across the road until it got to the other side of this of this you know big three lane highway type road. it oh It was shit. horrific. it was it was absolutely horrific. So I had to go through that situation, okay? I had to go through that situation. So you know I had to pull over, dart out, jump out the car, run to her, the one that, you know, got hit. Not the one that caused the accident, but the mm-hmm. one with the car with the Rams. I had to get out, make sure she was okay. She was shaking up, her airbag blown. I helped her get out. She was at least standing up, So she's going to be okay. I didn't get a chance to check on the other person because I was just so invested in her and I don't know because she was the one that got slung and twirled across the highway road like that. And the other car did not, the other car just got hit and then kind of moved off to the side. She, I just felt like she was in worse shape. So yeah. So I spent an hour dealing with the head and that got my nerves all bad. Um, But then here's, here's the, here's the ending. Here's the ending to my day. So y'all know that I did one of those DNA tests through ancestry.com to see if I can find my long lost sister that I believe that I have. Okay. So I thought I would go into the account to see if my, if I have my results yet, which I don't, I didn't want to keep y'all waiting. I don't have them yet. Um, so, all right. So I had noticed whenever I went on to my ancestry.com that they had created a family tree, a family tree. um, And I noticed, like, briefly, that somehow they listed my grandmother, which is my granny Annabelle. That was her name. Beautiful. um, Which is my daddy's mama. She was a little bitty old thing. Short, petite. I mean, probably like me. Anyway. So, I realized that they had her listed as a step-grandmother. A step-grandmother. And I said, now, wait a damn minute. What do they mean by step grandma? Like, does this mean she's not my biological grandmother? Like, so immediately I start freaking out, thinking that my daddy's side of the family, which are the good people, have somehow held this deep family secret from everybody. And I'm 40 years old. And all right. So the first thing I do is I text my sister, Laurie. Everybody loves Laurie. And I and I screenshotted I screenshotted that to her and I said Laurie, what the hell is going on? Does this mean she is not my biological grandmother? And Laurie said, Hold on, give me a minute. Let me figure this thing out. Um, ending to my story, we still don't know. <laughs> we still don't know. Um, we're still like like researching this, um, but we do. We did. She did figure this out. She did figure this out. My grandpa did, in fact marry one person before my grandmother okay and i will say this that my daddy and his only sibling my uncle ronnie which they're both passed okay um my daddy looked like annabelle okay but my uncle ronnie did not look like annabelle which was very well now i know that one sibling can look just like the dad the other one the mom the other grandparents whatever I mean, all of my children don't look alike. Okay, they all they all right. look different. So I know that genes are crazy, but I'm sitting here thinking, like, okay, did he marry this this one lady named Silas? That was her name. And did they have Ronnie? And then something happened, and he marries Annabelle, and then they have my daddy to get. I don't know. I, this is probably all in my head, but I've got to figure this thing out, or it's gonna drive me nuts. But that was the end to my shocking day anyway my darling <laughs> welcome to episode i don't know um and listen y'all we're gonna talk about something that i think i usually get asked no i do I, I get asked probably on every video several times about this kind of trauma how would you deal with this what did you do when you walked out of your mama's life trauma you know Trauma is a big thing in everybody's life. And I don't care what anybody says. There is not one person on this earth that has not dealt with some type of trauma, whether that be family trauma, um, SA trauma, uh, depressional tra- tra- trauma. Cause th- that is a thing. I just found <laughs> out that that's totally a thing. Like you can really be traumatized by your amount of depression and what you felt like and what you dealt like in the midst of your depression. That's literally what I just found out the other day. there's so many different kinds of traumas. And I think that pretty much I've probably touched on, on everything that would be considered traumatic in my life, from my mother to getting pregnant at 15 and having a child at 16, to being thrown out on the streets, to getting married at 18 and then being married to somebody who was physically violent with me. You know, I was also sexually assaulted when I was 14. Like, I mean, I could, I could go on and on. So I I have several different scenarios of trauma. And again, there's really nobody on this planet that has not sat in a bathroom by themselves and cried about what they were dealing with. I don't even want to hear it. Somebody, somewhere, everywhere in this entire world has a story like that. And That's true. let me, let me, okay. So I, I really recognized very early on what one of my traumas were stemming from my mama. And this is so funny. And it's so random that it's, I, I cannot even believe that this is actually one of them today. Yes. Do I have anxiety that stems from her? Absolutely. I mean, I I literally cannot hide that. Um, But let me tell you what's weird. Very, very weird. Um, When I was a little girl and I'd be riding around with my mama in the car, shopping, doing whatever, grocery shopping, clothes, whatever. um, My mother had extreme anxiety while driving. All right. She did not like anybody else's driving. She did not trust her driving. She would not get on the interstate. She would not drive fast. Um, I could not speak to her if she was driving because she was too busy concentrating, I guess, with her anxiety and what she was dealing with. You could not dare turn on the radio in the car with her because it made her feel like she could not see to drive, even though the radio has nothing to do with sight. And has everything to do with hearing something. I don't know. Um, it so I would just sit over there in the passenger seat and absorb every bit of this. Absorb every bit of this. It caused me trauma. Okay, that I did not get my driver's license until I was twenty two or twenty three. Okay. Um, was I driving a vehicle before that? Yes. Illegally, which is why I got so many tickets in my name, but we're not even going to get into that. Um, but I was scared. I mean, listen, I would be driving my four babies in the car around with no driver's license because I was scared to go down there and get it. I, I would only drive two, like two red lights up the road from my house. I made my husband take them to school. If in fact we had to drive them to school, um, I would make him ride with me if I was going to the grocery store, if I did. And then we moved to this other house and then I could actually walk to the grocery store. So I did. Um, I just, I had a fear of driving so bad. I certainly wouldn't get on the daggum interstate. Matter of fact, I didn't start getting on the, getting comfortable getting on the interstate until I started working for J&J Furniture and I had to. And that was 15 years ago. I was, I was still not comfortable driving on the interstate when Derek and I met. That was 15 years ago. Um, as I started doing it more, my anxiety would come down. Now, I still have my anxiety while driving, but it is nowhere near what it was then. I was to the point where it was hard for me to even care for my children because of my lack of driving. If I had to go... One to two miles up the road, I, I would not go. I could not go past that threshold of me driving. If I had to take the kids to the doctor, I would make my husband not work that day and drive us off. It was really bad. It was really bad. So I, I completely, completely picked up one of her anxiety traits just by being with her for so many years And me being with it, I was literally like a little sponge. I was like Mm -hmm. a little sponge just soaking it all up. You know, when I really sit here and think about like all the bull crap I've been through and how I am still like I am today, Mm -hmm. I really and truly would be like I cannot see myself as being better just because of everything I went through. I I will never be like that. No. So the one thing that was easy for me to deal with the stuff with my mama and what happened to me when I was 14 and all of those things were because I threw myself into being a mama. It was it was almost like Gibson saved me. And I've always said before anything, it was always me and Gibson. It yeah. was always me and Gibson, and I think by me becoming a mother and having the responsibility for him, I, I honestly think it saved me. Honestly, yeah. I think, think it saved me. It changed me. It It made it where I wasn't focused on my experiences and what bad hand I was dealt. I didn't focus on it anymore, you know, mm-hmm. and just until I was about just recently, like when I was about 30, 1, 32 is when I really woke up and was like, "I'm never gonna get, I'm never gonna get closure from my mother. I'm never gonna get a good mother." You know, I've said it a million times. People can't change what they don't acknowledge, and yeah. she's never acknowledged anything. So therefore, I'm never gonna get anything from her. Probably on her deathbed, I won't. So that really helped me out because I was like, you know what? F it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to do what I need to do with my life and I'm going to heal myself. So I started doing things that I wasn't used to. Like I started going to yoga. I never did that before. I've never been somebody that would be big into health, like physical health. You know, I started Mm -hmm. doing yoga. I, I, I started doing painting. I started singing in the church. I started doing things that I wasn't familiar with to try to find joy and stuff that I could replace with the bad memories that I had and the bad thoughts of everything I've been through. And I think that had such a big part of my healing journey was that I quit focusing on it. I absolutely stopped dwelling on anything. And here is a good part. People talk about this all the time Uh, through a lot of traumatic events because of PTSD you you don't remember a lot you don't it's like you block it out and that's not necessarily a bad thing to me i think that's a saving grace for me for a lot of stuff that happened to me i mean i just i, I really do I, yeah. I really do what do you think and i'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna ask this for Arisa. what do you think the number like today in 2021 what do you think the number one thing that most people have to deal with as far as what they consider, you know, bringing traumas into their life. What is the most thing? What's 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 what do you hear of the most that people are dealing with or have to
2: overcome? Oh man, I don't honestly, I don't think I can like say one thing because my thought on trauma, like, I'm pretty passionate about it, is like, I don't think that there's just like one type or like one um like one trauma is worse than the other I think trauma is trauma and trauma is hard for everybody um I do think that there is a lot more right now that has been going on due to COVID unfortunately I think there's a lot of scenarios of like um like physical abuse at home Mm -hmm. mental abuse at home like what I think of is like when they shut schools down and kids are at their house instead of at school, like, I think that there's going to be a lot of, um, you know, a lot of trauma that we're going to see years from now come out. You know what I mean? Like um,
1: mm-hmm.
2: not just anxiety from COVID taking over for the last two years, but also traumas that occurred and happened more frequently because people were home and they weren't doing their typical routines um, I think yeah it's true. like those kids like kids were literally like
0: snatched from their friends their mm-hmm. whole little you know social lives were
2: busted up into nothing Yeah. can you imagine can you yeah. imagine and I, I would say that that's a type of trauma even if like a kid has a great family you know like even if even if they have a great home life I think that that would be considered a type of trauma because you go from, you know, going to school and seeing human every day and human contact and having all these experiences and getting to go to different camps and fun things to do. Like, think about it. Like last year, everything was shut down here at least. I mean, my kids were home all the time.
0: Do y'all um, remember when COVID first started and yeah. people were really, just just dying to hug somebody yeah they just Mm -hmm. wanted to touch somebody they wanted a freaking hug and damn it they didn't need it
2: yeah I mean and it's like you know there's different traumas and stuff and like one of them is like losing significant relationships I feel like that's like what has happened in COVID like at least like face to face like in-person relationship building and like I know I joke about it sometimes because I just like want to joke about it because it makes me sad, but like I joke about like how awkward socially awkward I'm going to be when the world opens up again and I'm actually able to talk to people in person instead of over a phone or like, have you went anywhere like met any friends for like dinner or anything like that? Um, um, like for a while there, like when things actually started to like kind of go back to normal, I feel like in the summer it felt like kind of pretty normal again around here. Uh-huh. Um, I, I, you know, I went to lunch and dinner with a couple people, but like, I still don't like going to the store. Like I, like it's weird. Like I, like I went to TJ Maxx the other day and I was in there for maybe five minutes and I was like, I gotta go. Like, why
0: don't you really like live. going to the store? Is it because just too many people and it gives you anxiety? Yeah. Really.
2: Were you like that before COVID? Not really. Well that's that's trauma. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's it's crazy. I think that we're gonna see in the in the therapy field, especially, I mean even my professors have been saying like if you specialize in anxiety and depression as a therapist, you will not run out of clients, especially after COVID, because it's just been such an impact on not only adults but children and everyone like there's no age limit for this you know
0: and you know Uh, covid started in 2019 we're about to be we're about to be in 2022 that's three years yeah Yeah. that's three years i was just thinking about it does not feel like it it does not no it feels like last 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 summer I was freaking out in my room thinking that the world was ending. Well, I really you know, did. like
2: you just said, we block out things, you know? So I feel like the last, like, since the shutdown here happened in 2020, like the very beginning of 2020, I feel like from 2020 until now, like I cannot put a timeline on my life.
0: No, me either. Isn't that crazy? And think about how many people feel that way.
2: Yeah. Like, I feel like, I look back and I'm just like oh my gosh that was two years ago like almost two years ago Lisa, Lisa,
0: how have how have you managed and, and it's it's definitely got to be harder for you because you're still at home you don't have that much of a of a close relationship with your parents how no, no. how has I, I want to know like I want to know where you were before COVID hit versus where you are mentally now. Like I, I really want to know. And I know that our followers want to know too because they love the both of y'all just as much as they love me. So
1: I want to know what's different today. So before COVID, like, cause we didn't shut down until late March in 2020. So before COVID, I was in school. Um my anxiety I had a full time job. I was in school full time. Um, my anxiety was pretty much non-existent. Like, yeah, I would still feel sick at restaurants and stuff, but that was that's like a forever thing. Um, like, I didn't feel anxious going in stores. My anxiety regarding relationships in my life was fine. And then once COVID hit, my abandonment issues got stronger than they had ever been um, because basically everybody was ripped from me. And even though... It was nobody's, like, control. Nobody could control it. It still, to me, felt like abandonment um, because I couldn't – I wouldn't talk to them as much as I would in school or, you know, I couldn't see anybody. So it felt to me like I was losing significant relationships and, like, I was losing people. So I think since COVID, my anxiety has gotten a lot worse regarding friendships and relationships and, like, connections and stuff. Not so much in store. Like, I don't feel the anxiety like Marissa does in stores and stuff, but.
2: Yeah, like- we know. again. <laughs> <laughs> I had to, I had to, okay.
0: I mean, every day, every day. <laughs> She's like, I got this new sweater. <laughs> every single day, we get a video in the group chat of Lissa trying on outfits in the mirror. What is the problem? Should I take this back? And I'm like, first of all, I, I don't know where she got this dress the other day, but I had to tell that heifer to take it back. I uh, hated it. And she knew. She knew I was going to hate it too. Mm-hmm. It, for what she, Okay, first of all, Lissa has a cute little figure, okay? A cute little figure. Come but I'm this damn you- this damn dress, honey, had her looking <laughs> like a potato sack. Yes, and, son, <laughs> potato sack. <laughs> And I told this heifer real quick because I'm I'm never one to say no, I don't like it. Usually everything she gets I love because she's just so precious. But this <laughs> dress needs to be given to the church lady down the road.
1: <laughs> it's awful. I, why did, why did you,
0: you buy it? Yes. We wanna know why why <laughs> the hell did you buy that that rag?
1: Because
0: it looked cute on the bottle. <laughs> okay. Oh Lord. Don't you hate that? Don't you hate when you look at the model and then you get it in and then you're like, Well, wait a minute, this is mm-hmm. some bull. Y'all, y'all did not sell me right on this. Y'all, didn't did suck. <laughs>
1: I'm like, Damn, her does don't look like that. Holy, shit. I mean, so listen,
0: your shopping addiction gives me trauma. Tra-ma. I mean, <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> do what <laughs> those her <are> trauma. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> it gives me drama <laughs> this, this,
1: freaking just podcast, just wait.
0: this podcast, I swear to God. Oh, and then when Lisa comes to Mobile, um I'm gonna take her to the raw store. I'm actually gonna take her to three of them. I'm gonna just take snap. her I'm gonna Rainbow
2: take
0: her to the R, <laughs> when are you coming?
2: the same weekend you're coming
0: the same weekend yes are you driving are you
2: flying like what is girl i am not flying you know the answer i'm Uh, driving
0: okay well we got to figure we got to figure something out because i (laughs) thought i thought that lissa was flying in and then somehow we were gonna get to you that's what i thought oh you were gonna come to me I mean, I don't, I no, I you know, I really don't even know what I thought. But now we gotta figure, now we gotta figure something out because I told, I told Lisa to stay with me, and now I'm a, I, I don't have another kid to kick out. So this is what we need to do. This is what we need to do. I
2: mean, y'all can come to Nashville. We can, we'll figure it.
0: This out. is what we need. This is what we need to do. Okay, so we need to get like, um uh. A B and B, whatever you Ooh, call the them, by the beach. By the beach. Um. Uh. Either in like historic downtown Mobile, which is absolutely beautiful. Both of y'all would love it. You would absolutely love it. Um. Get one there. Um. And then, and then just go from there. Lisa, how long are you?
1: How how many days is your trip? Uh, I get there um October 29th at like 7 p.m. I'm sorry I know that's close to your bedtime um and then I leave November 1st in the morning. Okay so is that on a weekend? Yeah so I'm there I come Friday night and then I'm there Saturday and Sunday then I leave Monday morning. Okay perfect so we just
0: need to get it for the weekend. Okay well. so
1: let, let me let's get back on track. Okay so <laughs>
0: with like you having to deal with with everything so different now lissa like mm-hmm. do you think and, and i'm not trying to be funny but do you think like that's why you shop so much is because you're trying to like? <laughs> yes <laughs> i'm, I'm now,
1: serious. yeah okay so rissa let me ask you the dopamine. yes, <laughs> yes seriously because i well one for one my best friends live in a different country. That yeah. ain't that ain't cool. Um, so like I don't have any serotonin flowing through my body. <laughs> I was trying to laugh at you. really no, It's, I'm it's just, funny. Like, it's so relatable. So I don't have any serotonin, so I wake up and my anxiety <laughs> meds are like wearing off, and I'm like, you know what I need to make myself feel better? A new pair That's of, pair of pants. Yes. <laughs> Oh, get this. Latte. Yes. Rissa, Rissa, since you just said the word
0: dopamine, guess what? Guess what? what? So, after 40 years of my life, I have now realized why they call drugs dope.
2: Yeah. Because it
0: it affects oh the dopamine
1: in your body.
2: Yes, ma'am. I well, had no idea. Well, you just
1: done learned me something.
0: Yes. See, I thought they called it dope. Because when people did it, they act all like dopey. So- <laughs> See that's <laughs> We're a fucking hot mess. <laughs> Y'all know what I'm talking about, like, yes. like yes. you know, like <laughs> yes. falling o- like falling over asleep at times. You know, sometimes if if somebody is taking something like a barbiturates and they're taking too many, they're gonna it's gonna make them fall asleep. So that's kind of like like dopey. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna sh- shut up. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I have now discovered that that's why they call it dope. And you know what? That's another. That's another trauma thing. That's another trauma thing. Yes. Is people who have had to deal with addiction that is extremely yeah. traumatic to them too. Um. Yeah. Uh, again, like you know,
2: we're and gonna people, get on- like, and people who like live with someone who is dealing with addiction like Mm -hmm. yes them themselves are not the ones that are addicted like it's so traumatic
0: and let me say this if if you have a close family member that is is really dealing with addiction it is very beneficial to you for you to get some type of therapy or counseling as well yeah. I did it when my first husband was going through what he was going through. I, I, I even went to the point of going to drug classes, okay, yeah. to understand where an addict's mind was coming from so that I could better understand him. I did that. I went to three yeah. classes at a treatment facility. They were free. I didn't have to pay for anything. But I went to it so that I could better understand whenever I went into therapy for my body dysmorphia. You know, all of that got brought up. Every bit yeah. of that got brought up of what I had to deal with, but being with somebody so close in addiction. So please, if you yeah. are dealing with that, reach out and get your own self some help. Yeah. It is a wonderful thing. Do not be afraid. Do not be ashamed. You're not going to be judged you're you're going to be looked at as a freaking warrior so do it make the phone call tomorrow and set you an appointment it is going to be so beneficial to you i commend you to do that please
1: i'm getting a therapist yay well that's wonderful when is this right? happening uh next week i think
0: yay are um, you going to do it through zoom
1: um probably like the school has they offer through Zoom, and in person. But I'm only at the school two days a week. So. Um, but it's for my OCD. Because I got problems.
0: Yeah, I know that you. I know recently your your OCD was really acting up. Like, yeah. really acting up.
1: Yeah. It's, it's not as bad this week. But the past few weeks have been horrible. Nonstop. Yeah. Like, wake up. OCD is immediately in my head, can't get it away, and then go to bed with the same thoughts.
0: Do they do they just put everybody who has OCD
1: on medication, or do they put them on medication and therapy, or um, how does that work? Rissa? It just dep- I get, I think it just depends on the person. Um, for me, when I first started, I was put on medication and I had therapy, so I was doing really well. And then with COVID, um the abandonment is a lot of my OCD because I have R O C D OCD, which is like relationship OCD. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been really bad with COVID and I don't have any therapy. So I've just been using the medication. I think it just depends on the person. But for me personally, I need a combination of medication and therapy. Well, I'm glad you're getting back into it. Me too. Me too. Yeah. Therapy
0: is a wonderful thing. It and is. I think it, I think everybody, everybody should go to it. I ain't kidding. I, ain't, mm-hmm. I know it's helped me through numerous things, especially me and Derek. When we went through marriage counseling, those th- the three, almost four years ago. Well, December four years ago, whenever we went through our rough patch, yeah. I'm going to tell you something, honey, that therapy and going back to church literally saved my marriage. I mean, we did the work. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. We did the work, but they assisted us so well and gave us the tools to repair that marriage yeah there's another thing that's another trauma situation things whenever your relationship goes bad and you're losing the person you love and you're watching your relationship fall apart that is another traumatic situation that too will also cause trauma I'm just saying mm-hmm. I, got, I got that I'm sure everybody's got that well I have to say this I am so excited and for anybody that just don't know uh lissa and rissa are going to be coming here in mobile to see me the end of october and i can't believe it and i'm so excited and we're going to make a whole lot of freaking TikToks, um, Yes, ma'am. and we're going to have a bunch of fun and it's going to be amazing and i just can't wait and I love y'all both. I want y'all to know that. I know I have literally for two weeks now been a basket case. I've not been answering as many messages. I was so stressed out about that trip, going to L.A., and then the hurricane came, and I was trying to deal with that, and it was just, it was it was a madhouse. It was a freaking madhouse. I got something else coming up in October. I got something coming up the end of March, and let me just say this. I can't remember if I mentioned this on the last episode of the podcast. March 26th through April the 2nd. I think that is the date. You can find this information on my website. But I've had a million people tell me before they wish that we could all take a cruise. Well, you freaking can. If you go to creatorscruising.com. Creators with an S. Creatorscruising.com. There is a cruise leaving the port in New York. Okay? In New York. Go into the Bahamas, Royal Caribbean's Private Island, and I think Nassau, if I'm not mistaken. Um, all it requires to book your room is the deposit, and if you get it right now, you can get it for your daughter for Christmas or just whoever loves me and these other creators: Heather Shaw, Polly B, Madge Biscuit, Johnny Blue Eyes. It's it's a few of us, all of our of these creators via TikTok. Um, you put the deposit down if you put the deposit down and you put my name in the box as if you're coming to specifically see me you get a facetime call i'm going to facetime you on the we're going to have like an hour conversation or however long it takes for us to be on the phone so january 15th to pay it off usually carnival and royal only give you 30 to 60 days to pay off a cruise this is extended because it's giving everybody longer time to pay it off if they don't have the full amount so all you have to do is put the deposit down and put my name in the box on that website creatorscruising.com and you get to facetime me and you're also going to get some of my merchandise and all kind of fun stuff um So, but you got to put my name in the box. You, you have to let them know that you're coming for me. Other creators, they have their own thing going on. I don't, I don't, I haven't, they, I don't know what they've decided to do as a thank you to their followers for booking the cruise. I'd have to get with him and get with them and find out. And I will, maybe I'll announce that on the the next podcast. Um, But you're going to get breakfast with Opie. There's an 80s party. Um, there's a luau on, I I do believe they're, they're trying to plan a big luau on the private island with me and the other creators. So it's super cool because it ain't just me. It's the other creators too. So you get to actually hang out with all of us. Um, it's going to be a big Q and a panel where you'll be in the audience you get to ask me any kind of question you want as long as it's not political because i hate politics but there are so many fun things that they've got planned for this and it's super super cool so if you're thinking about doing it go to creatorscruising.com and you can book your cruise with just a deposit and you get me on the telephone and some merchandise so Anyway, uh, also follow Lissa and Rissa on all their social medias. The Messy Therapist and Melissa Price 7 on TikTok. And, Lissa, is your Instagram Melissa Price 7 or is it just
1: Melissa Price? No, it's uh, Melissa Ann with two underscores.
0: Oh, for hell's sake. With I'm never going to remember
1: this.
2: <laughs> what? I'm never going to remember this. With two L's. Lord, with two L's mercy. and two, two underscores. It. Jesus and who
0: underscores? Lord, help us all. Um, I personally do not know what we're going to talk about next week, but I'm pretty sure we can come up with something. Uh, guys, listen to me. Y'all do not forget, you can email the podcast at tottalks99 at gmail.com if you want us to talk about something specific going on in your life. Or if you just want to pick our brain and ask us some questions, we will certainly do another Q&A like we did a, few, a couple of weeks ago. We will be glad to. But until next Saturday, we love y'all and we appreciate you. Bye.
1: Bye. <laughs> Lisa. Oh.
0: Lisa, Lisa, you got to tell Melissa to keep this in. <laughs> Oh, my God. I love you, Rissa. Bye. I love you